Welcome to Spirits Podcast, a boozy dive into mythology, legends, and folklore. Every week we pour a drink and learn about a new story from around the world. I'm Amanda. And I'm Julia. And this is episode 118, Your Urban Legends Part uh, 19. I really had to read those Roman numerals. Mm -hmm. I have a concussion. It's hard. We're here. Um, Live from Listen Up Festival 2019 in Portland. Yeah, I am so excited for this episode. It was such an absolute blast to do the show live. We we sold out this really cool basement speakeasy, and it was of such a, a good vibe. Ho- of like a formerly creepy building that's now a very classy hotel. It was awesome. It was just like, it was such a cool vibe, and I'm so glad that we can share it with y'all. Yeah, it was so fun. We had the best time ever at Listen Up. It's the first year they're doing this in Portland. And if they do it next year, people, it is worth doing. It was so well run. It was so fun. The city was beautiful. We ate so much food. We did so much food, so many drinks. And should we be able to meet them at the next Listen Up Festival, we would totally toast to our newest patrons, Sarah, Amy, Celia, and Nicole, who join the distinguished ranks of our supporting level producers, Philip, Julie, Eeyore, Christopher, Kathy, Vinny, Danica, Marissa, Sammy, Josie, Neil, Jessica, Phil Fresh, and Deborah. We think that if you were to become ghosts, you would haunt a cool basement speakeasy where they do podcast shows. Honestly, the dream. Mm-hmm. And- Thank you, as always, to our legend-level patrons whose support, like all of our patrons, sustains us and makes the show possible. James, Ayla, Jess, Sarah, Sandra, Audra, Mercedes, Jack Marie, and Leanne. You all are wonderful human beings, and we want to open a hotel bar just so we can name cocktails after you. Oh, Julia. Aww. That's very sweet. I do my best. Tell me what you've been listening to. What's uh, what's going on? What's your recommendation? My recommendation this week is Unwell, which is a new audio fiction podcast. It is a Midwestern Gothic mystery. Uh, it's all about conspiracies, ghosts, and unusual families of blood and choice. And it's by our friends at Heartlife NFP. Uh, you might have heard me recommend Our Fair City before, or you might remember Jeffrey from the episode that they did about their college ghost stories. It is incredible. It is that good, creepy, small town vibe that I I feel like our listeners would be 100% into. And hella queer. So if you are into audio fiction, you're going to love Unwell. If you haven't tried an audio drama or a fictional podcast yet, this is a great one to start. So just put Unwell into your podcast player and subscribe today. Mm-hmm. We would like to thank our two sponsors this week, Skillshare. Uh, as always, Skillshare.com slash Spirits 2 will get you two free months of Skillshare Premium. And there's a very special announcement coming in our mid-roll, so stay tuned. And every plate, everyplate.com using the code SPIRITS6 will get you six free meals in this meal delivery service and one week of free shipping. It is wonderful. We will tell you about our experience with every plate in the mid-roll. So in addition to our cool Skillshare-related announcement, uh, we also have posted the audio from our PodCon workshops on our website. So go to multitude.productions and click on that resources tab. And there you can listen to our DIY sponsorships panel and MoPrePro Less Problems. My favorite panel of all time. It was super fun. Mm -hmm. Finally, we wanted to let you know that there is the occasional like rumble or buzz in the recording. This felt like a haunting as it was happening. In fact, it was the train going by. So just so you're aware, that's going on. The audio is still good and we were not being haunted. The hotel assured us it wasn't ghosts, but do we really believe them? Do we? Do we? It's a little haunted. I think you'll have to find out for yourself here in Spirits Podcast, episode 118, Your Urban Legends, live from Listen Up Festival. 
let me be the first to welcome you to the Hoxton for Listen Up Portland and Yo. Spirits Live. Hey, that's yeah. nice. Yay. Please, yes, go for yes, it. Yes, come on in. Perfect. Come hang out. Yeah, just watch. Right. There's a little bit of wire. Yeah. Well, I'm Amanda. Hello. Hello. I'm Julia. And I'm Aaron. I And we are here to share with you in this wonderful, spooky basement speakeasy, a bunch of urban legends. So this is our listener urban legend special. Yes. Um, would we like to go around and say what we're drinking? Oh, yes, absolutely. I am drinking a delicious um, espresso cocktail. It's supposed to come with vodka, but it's instead with whiskey, which is my jam. That is very, very good. You. It's very yeah. good. I really appreciate it. I'm having, I think it was a breakneck IPA. Yeah, that sounds right. Is that right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sounds Great. right. Um, I'm having a thing called... Um, Hey, can I steal you away? <laughs> Which is very good. Um, I don't know if it's the exact recipe that was on the menu, because they were like, I don't know if we have St. Germain. I'm just like, as long as it, as it is herbal and delicious, I will take it. It's true. Yeah. Well, I am really excited about the email I have, mm. but I know everybody else is. Mm-hmm. So mine is is like medium length. Anyone want to go with a like appetizer? I have an appetizer. Okay. Oh, please. I was going to say, I think mine's medium length. Too. Okay. I have so. an appetizer that is about... In. Me, a listener emailed in about me, which is honestly the spook- it was more a defense of me than a like about me. With that would have been creepy. It's like I know a story about you. It's like, oh no! Um, I mean that would be on brand for the show for sure. This email is titled in defense of Eric's childhood because I recently told Amanda and Julia that I was uh, sleepwalking. My, me and both of my sisters, you were we used to sleepwalk, children. and then when we moved into the house, we grew up the later half of our lives. Uh, we all stopped sleepwalking immediately. Terrifying. And they found that to be very creepy, and that I was just so like, well, that's just so like I a hate thing. it. I hate yeah. it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. The font on your happened. phone is so small. It yes. makes me upset. I have large eyes and great vision. Um, I don't. No, my cousin, who's an ophthalmologist, keeps telling me I need to go see him. But Ooh, okay. I can see very far away, so I feel like I'm fine. All right. But he's like, your eyes might dry out and you'll die. And I was like, I don't what? think that's a thing. Yeah, let me tell you something. He will scare you about eye stuff. This is not the show. This is a different kind of spooky. But like, you should actually see your eye doctor, even if you have great vision, I guess. He's like, yeah, bad things would happen. Okay, cool. Maybe he's um, trying to drum up business. Maybe that's what's yeah, happening. Yeah, I guess. Amongst your family members, you yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he hasn't done it for me yet. But anyways, here we go. In defense of Eric's childhood. I've been mean to send you, but haven't gotten around to it. I just wanted to defend Eric's sleepwalking. Thank you very much. Because, in my personal experience, sleepwalking slash talking can be hilarious. Here we go. Yes, Prove me wrong. But okay. AMA. I'm the oldest of five children, and for a period of a couple of years when my middle brother was maybe like eight or ten-ish, he would sleepwalk pretty regularly. At the time, I shared a bedroom with him and my youngest brother, so naturally we were all awake and noticed him sleepwalking. We would follow him because why not? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know yeah. how I feel I, about the fact that you're saying naturally we were all awake while he was sleepwalking. I mean, maybe it's like the maybe I mean it's the, the middle ones. Maybe room. it's like the two older ones are like they're like playing Game Boy, you know. Um, Under the covers, reading comic books. Although like our audience skews young, so they're probably playing like DS. Mm. Um, they probably had a 3DS That's by this point. very judgmental of the 3DS. It is, but like I hate it when I hear like someone's like, oh yeah, I grew up with a 3DS. I was like, cool, I grew up with like an abacus. That came out we got, <laughs> we got excited when the color came out. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, I had a Game Boy Pocket that was clear. It was amazing. <laughs> I was a Nintendo Power once. It was awesome. Oh um, unrelated, kind of, but you know, why not? Uh, he never did anything creepy, but he would pretty consistently sleepwalk into the basement bathroom of my parents' house 
drop his pajamas to his ankles and pee in the cat litter box. <laughs> okay. So like, so like, my my most famous sleepwalking experience was I sleptwalked down the stairs, which were like, uh, just a oh no, probably That's twenty impressive. stairs down, and just went to bed on the on the couch down there. Okay. But I never like peed onto anything. So like I was I was <laughs> like, oh yeah, like you. this kid's gonna do what I did. Did not. Did much more, much more. Um, also, my girlfriend says that she sleepwalks. And while I've never witnessed it, she does sleep talk all the time, which my girlfriend also has recently done. Like particularly after she had back surgery, she oh is no. now like she hasn't like she hasn't like sleep talk, but she'll occasionally like say like three words. That's very and bad. That's the, very and scary. The, and the, but it's never like the creepiest. I was like, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I think it really depends on the word. Yeah, it, it yeah. very much depends it's on like, the word. It's either how you doing or it's kill them all. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> like, there's, it's all, never, there's no in between. It's there. never been kill them all, but it is very weird that it started after a very particular like thing. Yeah, like, it is never getting anesthesia? happened. Maybe some something changed. I don't know. I don't know. Something Your brain's in her. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. There's some harm. Let's not let's that, let's, sure. let's not let's not dive into whether or not my girlfriend's being haunted by a ghost. <laughs> let's not do that. Um, and while okay and. She sleeps locks, She sleep talks all the time. Mm. The first time it happened, when she was staying at my place and she was talking frantically under her breath, that's not no. good. You don't want a fast no. sleep talker. You want like a few mumbled words that are like, yeah, it sounds like just a drunk person. Much you don't want like, <laughs> you don't want the wizard state from Hello from the Magic yeah, Tavern is no, what you're saying. Exactly. That's a deep cut, I'm sorry. Yes. I didn't realize she was asleep. And I was like, what? <laughs> That is yeah. that that is what you want to do. You always try to like goad them into saying a few more things. You're like you're like, if I play this right, they will say something very funny. <laughs> How conscious is and this? And like person most of the time something? it doesn't happen, but every so often you get a real gem. Mm. Like what we're about to hear. Uh, this podcast is about to become rated R. Um, and she responded by loudly declaring turkey basers are not for sperm injectors. <laughs> hey. What? I mean they're accurate. Not. They're accurate. Uh. Accurate. <laughs> Before beginning to snore. <laughs> Mostly she recites recipes while she sleeps. That's very specific. This sounds like something my girlfriend would do. That's so chaotic um, good. I love it. And if she's, as if she's dreaming about being on a cookie, cooking show. Yeah. Example, if you want to make the best pierogies, then you've got to... Okay, now there's a dot, dot, dot after here, and I yeah. need to know. I need to know how to make the best pierogies. I'm very Ukrainian, and... I, the, the only way I can get per, good pierogies is in a church basement. Um, because that's, that's how we do it in Ohio. Cleveland. Maybe that's, that's a how very the deep northeast Ohio. Is to like go to a church yeah, basement and I that's guess. how you get good pierogies. That is Maybe true. Yeah. That is true. If you're ever in, if you're ever in northeast Ohio, you <laughs> have to find a, a Ukrainian church. You knock on a door. You go into a basement. There's an old Ukrainian lady. She'll open a door. And there will be pierogies. pierogies behind it. Just, it it'll be like That's King just Tuts accurate. Too. And it was, like, I told this to people when I went to school my freshman year far away from northeast Ohio. And, like, I was, like, telling it, like, a very normal thing because that's how we all grew up. <laughs> and they were like, what are you doing? Is this, like, is this like the thing where you're like, oh, yeah, you know, every time I fly, I see a priest. <laughs> yeah, that, that's also true. I didn't see a priest on either of my flights here. Oh, so, and you the know what? Very, ended. very turbulent. Landing into Denver, so so not Catholic, but they seem to really make flights better. Um, generally, if she starts to sleep talking and I'm still up reading, gaming, or whatever, you shouldn't be gaming in your bed. No, beds are for two things. We just talked um, about playing Game Boy yeah. in bed. Or yeah, but we were kids, so it wasn't important. Mm. It was acceptable. Right. It was important. It was not acceptable. Or whatever. I'll talk to talk back to her because it's fun. 
The closest thing she's gotten to being creepy was a few weeks ago. Yes, bury the lead so deep into this. <laughs> so, I, yeah. Just the last three like, sentences the, of the here's email. Here's the final creepy part. <laughs> a few weeks ago, when she was mumbling and I asked her what she was saying, she started chanting weird guttural gibberish. Yep. What? Okay, yep. now this is where the email gets very good because this is oh, this is excellent. <laughs> Reminiscent of the Gould language from Stargate. Oh, Hell yeah. No. You, you giant nerd. That is a giant You giant nerd, Spencer. <laughs> I just realized I hadn't said the person's name yet, so that was the shout out to Spencer. But sporadically Spencer. mixing in weird random English words like duck and gummy. So what? I don't know what was going on. I guess there. you need to sacrifice Very the strange. Duck? I don't know. Oh, that's very I good. Yeah. Thank you, Spencer, for your email. Yes. Yeah. I see, thought I thought see, Spencer was a member of the audience that you recognized for a I know, second. I was, I was like, wow, I didn't know that was Spencer. Spencer here. Spencer here. Well, I have an email. So what I did, knowing we were coming to Portland, mm-hmm. is I searched in our inbox with hundreds of wonderful listener emails for creepy forest, in quotation marks. Why? And this is what I found. Um, because I wanted to have something really, really relevant yeah. yes. to this lovely forested land. Uh-huh. How many other ones did you have to like find? That, there were about like, 25 okay. emails. Yeah, that, that sounds, sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds yeah. about right. Mm-hmm. It was great. But this one is from Lucia, whose email is titled, Local Suburbs May Be a Glitch in the Time-Space Continuum? I'm excited. Honestly, the subject lines that we get for spirits are very, I know, very, I know. very good. So Lucia says, what's up, fellow gamers? Gay with a Y. <laughs> it's your boy, Lucia, a little witchy lesbian from the lovely post-communist country of Slovakia, serving up some spooky urban Slavic realness. Probably great pierogies there. Wait, wait, real quick. You guys have pierogies in Portland, right? That's like okay, okay. because in Missouri they didn't have them, so that was also part of the confusion. They were like, "What is this food you're also trying to get?" I always forget you went to Christian college in Missouri. Yeah, it was also it was a weird food and a weird way to get it, so they were doubly confused. I don't know what any of those words mean. Okay, so Lucia says, "I was born and spent basically my whole life in the state's capital, and I would say that I have a pretty good relationship with the city. I respect and cherish it, and in exchange, it protects me. We're pretty chill." However, there is one city part that I am absolutely terrified of and avoid as much as I am able to. I want to tell you why. Oh, no. Some construction. <laughs> the, the eyebrows made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the district is called Ratia, and it's on the western edge of town. It's beige apartment blocks and squat houses slowly dispersing into vineyards and woodlands. It's primarily a residential area with a couple shops, offices, primary and high schools peppered in for variety. It is quite offhand, however, and I never really had a reason to go there, so most of my life was content without the knowledge of what kind of eldritch fuckery was going on there. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You, you picked the most eloquent one that we could possibly do for this show. I don't show. have to do any work. I, I just know. have to read it. It's great. It. It's great. That's, that's such like a specific kind of fuckery, too. It's oh, yeah. eldritch or It's like, oh, yeah. no, not that's, that's the bad stuff. Yeah. That one's the bad one. So this changed when I attended a debate tournament in one of the aforementioned high schools. It was early February. By the time the debate ended and I bolted out, my mother was supposed to pick me up early in front of the school since it was dark. So I'm standing there and waiting. There were only a couple of flickering lamps and the light from inside the school and no one anywhere in sight. Great start. No, no, no. Five no, minutes no. pass, then 10, 15, and my mother is nowhere to be seen. It's too many minutes now. Her being late or forgetting to pick me up wouldn't be anything unusual, and I would only be mildly panicked if she didn't call me asking where was I, that she was standing right in front of the school. That didn't sound right. What? So. No. (laughs) Is it not good? It's bad. (laughs) So I checked. The building looked the same. The name of the school and even the address was the same. I was standing under the same tree that she said she was standing under on the school's what? lawn. 
At that point, my mom was getting angry, and I was moving from a state of panic into a state of big panic, TMTM. <laughs> Correct. As I started to hyperventilate. we said the TMTM. So does that mean it's ours, or do they own it? Like, well, how's the, how's the trademark How does trademark work? Fair use. Oh, it's yeah, fair, it's use. fair use. Fair use. Fair use. Because we can monetize on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, as I started to hyperventilate on the phone, she realized that I wasn't merely trolling and calmed both of us down to the point that we agreed to just forget this confusion and meet on the tram station on the main road downhill from the school. I scraped up the remains of my mental stability and wits and started walking in the general direction. I basically took a straight path through people's front yards and driveways until I found myself in a park just above the road. I clearly remember walking between the leafless trees with only darkness behind me. And Eric they- seems very nervous right now. <laughs> 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 it's okay, buddy. Hold, hug a pillow. You're going to be okay. All right. Um, so darkness behind me and the unnatural yellow light of the main road in my eyes when the shape of a huge cross statue like twice my height emerged between the elms you know a a random crucifix is probably never a good thing (laughs) (laughs) just in general I guess it depends on your on your view of the crucifix yeah Uh, so at that moment my last two brain cells that had been running in circles screaming did a productive thing and supplied a scrap of my old school Slavic lore knowledge that basically just said, cross good, cross protect. Okay. (laughs) So I started whispering the Lord's Prayer, which I didn't know I remembered, and passed underneath it, emerging from the park and right to my mother's car. After some screaming uh, on her part, we compared our experience and basically gathered that A, we were at the same location, and B, there is no way we could have missed each other. And my dudes, I was terrified and set on never going back to Ratya. See, this seems like a supernatural Shakespeare comedy of errors. Yeah. And then they get married. Yeah. Yeah. Except it's the mom. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe um, not. Well, the that... greatest comedy of all errors. <laughs> <laughs> Marrying your mom. You know, Oedipus. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to tell you that then the universe decided to lean really close to my face and gently whisper, fuck you. <laughs> oh, no! My school was supposed to have a two-day end-of-the-school-year hiking trip in the Carpathian Mountains. Hey, already a terrible idea. How about you don't? Don't have ever a, go on a like, like hiking trip with your Hey, school. Alaska and all of your, like, let's go boating on our own to an abandoned island trips, please don't. It's like, hey, you want to, like, learn how to survive in the woods? Yeah. No, I don't. I live in on an, Long Island. In an early Urban Legends episode, people were like, oh, yeah, well, in Alaska, you did your, like, weekend survival trip. Yeah, the, the outer spirits that would drown people. Yeah. I remember this one. Mm-hmm. No, it was bad. It's bad. So, uh, taking the trip would have been totally cool with me if the date of the first evening hike wasn't also the date of the biggest summer storm of last year. Mm. After two hours of walking uphill in a rainstorm against a 15-centimeter tall stream of water, our teachers decided that this was too much, even for our school's standards. Hey, maybe reschedule. I maybe. don't know. Well, the unofficial motto of the school is, an experience doesn't have to be good in order to be strong. Oh, no! I mean, sh- sh- strong agree. But also, there's a limit. But also, there's children. Things. These are children. I am not They're- from a Slavic country, but that sounds very Slavic to me. <laughs> so the teachers decided we should head back to Bratislava. The problem was that the bus that got us into the small village from where we started had already went back to the city, and no method of public transport would pick us up at 6 p.m. basically in the middle of nowhere. Understandable. So our school did what it does best, improvised. They gathered transport for 60-something kids with a combination of teachers, cars, and taxis. In the chaos that ensued when getting into the car, Hold me on. And- I just want to, I just oh. want to, I just want to, yeah. real quick, they said teachers, cars, 
and taxis. Teachers <laughs> possessive. Oh, okay. like teachers, teachers cars. Because gotcha. I was like, I was like, <laughs> is that not what I said? <laughs> but it is what you said. But it's not like three things. So I imagine like one student like getting a piggyback yes. ride of one teacher, and then some cars, and then also the third thing. I, I will say, I know um, that that's like not what it was. Piggybacking them down the mountain. Exactly. Yeah. I, like, I know that's not what it was, but I did want to like present the image. Tough crowd, um, man. I, Tough I will crowd. say, we did an excellent tour with Listen Up Portland yesterday, courtesy of the festival, um, where we met at a coffee shop, and then they were like, hey, we're going to call Ubers for all the people here. Um, it's going to take you to a weird, empty parking lot. Don't worry about that. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like th if this is like the consequence where we get murdered in a parking lot, it's been a great ride so far. So like... <laughs> Let's just do it. We'll take it. We, had, we ended up at a brewery. It was great. <laughs> it was wonderful. So uh, Lucia and Rai, uh, their friend, did not have such a similar experience. Mm -mm. Um, so they got into a taxi on their own and nope. were shipped off to, drumroll, a tram stop at the very edge of Rachia. Uh-oh. So where that's, they, where they said where they the wouldn't return. That's where the story started. Yeah. Ooh, it's all circular, yo. Yeah. It's like the witch's hat. It's coming up the peak. Okay. Um, thank you, English major. You got me. A couple of people in the audience understand. Um, so uh, we're standing there, soaking wet, mud-covered teenagers mm -hmm. on an empty tram stop on the edge of an actual time-space hellscape, mm -hmm. watching as the rest of our classmates pass in the cars going straight back to our dorms. Yay. Why, wait, I'm sorry, why did the taxi not take them to the dorms? It's a great question, Jordan. All right. <laughs> it stopped raining just that moment, because of course it did. Cool. And just as I'm about to run off into the fields, becoming a local cryptid, a tram, a tram stopped in front of us. I would not board that tram no. for a million dollars. That is a fey tram. That is a ghost train. That's Don't like do that it. Miyazaki movie mm -hmm. with the with the train going to the the lands. No, would not do or it. Or the Harold no, no, no. episode with the ghost train. That's true. Um, Thank you, that one person that laughed. <laughs> So uh, they boarded the tram, and Rai, who's pretty sensitive to supernatural shit, immediately knew something was not right. I okay. like that all of our listeners have that one friend who is, like, clearly a medium. Yeah. <laughs> That's the friend that should be listening to spirits. Yeah. That's all I'm yep. saying. Um, so I knew, too, because of the two or three people that were sitting inside, even though this was the first stop on which the tram started from the docks. Um, incorrect. Don't do that. <laughs> But that can still be explained, and the tram still beats having to walk for an hour through the liminal space that Rachia is. The second thing I noticed was uh, that's very wrong on the information system of the tram. The only more or less reliable part of uh, Slavic public transport are the screens and voice recordings announcing the next stop. But neither of those was in this tram. Uh -oh. At that point, I was willing to accept anything, though, if I got to the warmth of our dorm. Don't. Don't just accept anything. <laughs> Logical steps, please. <laughs> I don't exactly remember in what order we observed the things that were very, very wrong about Rachia as we passed through it on the tram. But here's a brief list. <laughs> give, us, give us like a hard like number, like number one, yeah. number two. Okay. Number one. I went to count all the bullets and I was like, you just have to start with the first one, girl. <laughs> That's how numbers work. Number one. As I said, killing it. All of the people on the streets were walking in the same tempo with the same length of stride. Oh, Jesus. No. That guy really hated it. His arms spread like an eagle soaring, just in horror, just in horror. To fly away out of this No. <laughs> okay. Uh, number two. Killing it still with the numbers. The flags and banners on different businesses were moving as if in strong wind, but not a single leaf was moving on the trees. Oh, sweet Jesus. It's like the moon truthers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
There's a pole holding up the flag. <laughs> Number three, the tram stopped on around five stops that don't exist according to our public transport official sources. Oh, so this no. seems like a rogue tram operation yeah. situation. Um, it's like pirate radio for <laughs> public transportation, which honestly more cities need. Oh, like more cities just need to be like, well, you know what? I'm just going to buy a bus and start driving around. And like, we'll, we'll figure it out. That is not true at all. Please do not ever do that. Well, no, no, it's that is Some like, cities have bad. Like if, if there was a, a rogue bus operation in Cleveland, it would make everything better. Make everything so much I mean, better. honestly, everything would make anything better Maybe you Cleveland. found your... Okay, there is a limit, Julia. Damn, all right. Way, way past. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Number four. The position of the sun against our tram didn't change the whole time we were in Racha. But as soon as we left, the position changed drastically. Wait, the position Wait. of the tram? What? Of the sun. So, so like, the shiny you got on Rachia, the sun went yeah. whoosh. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Like, like you had been stuck in time, and then it fast-forwarded. Oh, no. Um, like that episode of the X-Files with the yes, plane. Yes, exactly. Uh, and then number five, a bald man with his back to me entered the tram on one of the stops and sat in front of us. The same man stepped into the tram on the next stop and sat down on the same now empty seat where what he sat the before. Fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? With his back turned to you, facing you, how does that work? No? Just no? It's Creepy. Just- yeah. I'm picturing. I'm. Oh no! I don't even want to share. It's very creepy. Ooh, Do I don't share. Is it one of those? Hold on. Hold on. I've got something less creepy but funny afterwards. So okay. I'm okay. Like I'm like immediately diffuse. Is it one of your favorite ghosts where the feet are backwards? No. Okay. I don't know. Don't <laughs> bring that into my house. Like that Three Stooges episode. Okay. What I'm picturing is that uh, painting of the man with the bowler hat and just a green apple for a face. Yeah, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. One time on public transportation, clearly there was a guy with a bald head and he had two t- tattooed eyes on the back of his head. <laughs> wow, that's fucked up. So like, that's just, that's, but, but also he like started to grow his hair back out. So it was like, at first I was like, is there, what's, <laughs> what's going on over there? Listen, I don't want to like, dunk like, on oh, Cleveland no. more, but you're making it easy. <laughs> oh, 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 oh yeah, like New Yorkers have never seen a <laughs> A, a wild thing happening on public transportation. I saw two weird things on public transportation, uh-huh, including right. driving, taking for three years. So, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Lucia survives their trip to Racha. That's good. And uh, resolved, That's how they sent this email. Huh? Resolved never to go there again. Not even when my friends went there for a wine harvest festival. And that's really testing your yeah. resolve. Mm-hmm. And not even when a debate tournament was held there. And I like winning. Fair. <laughs> Same. But there's an interesting afterthought to this story. I was looking for possible explanations in the local lore, and while I found no other information on why the fuck there is a time and space continuum error in the city, I found a legend with a couple similarities. Mm. The gist is, in the general area of current Racha and Newtown, there used to be a German settlement uh, called Sellendorf, which literally means the village of ghosts just fuck me up, I guess. Oh my god. Hey, why name your thing that? <laughs> why name Hey, what up? Instead of naming your thing that, name it anything else. Just any, just any. You don't have to name it City of Ghosts. <laughs> that sounds like a like a like a fourth video game in a series. That's like 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 in Lord of the Rings. There's like the place where like all the the dragons are from, and they're like it's bad. It's, but like but now no one lives there. Then you can name it like City of where there used to be dragons. People are still living there. You can't currently name it City right. of Ghosts. Unless you just rage quit on a city, move away, yeah. never to be found like, again. Like you could call Chernobyl. City of Ghosts. That's right. cool. That's no one never lives gonna there anymore. Again. Yeah. No one can move in for like 150 more years. Which Chill. is forever. Yeah. So the people in uh, Village of Ghosts were hella rich, getting money from the vineyards and the mills, but they were also like super morally fucked up. 
One time, this oh, old no. farmer man went there to get the last bit of his wheat made into flour for his daughter's wedding. Sure, sure. But some friendly neighborhood fuckboys stole it, mm-hmm. and the mill owner and the entire settlement blocked the old man's demands for justice. So when the old man did the one thing a rational person would do, he cursed the place. Yes. The entire thing then went underground, but resurfaces for a day every seven years, oh, God. bending Wait, the reality. The, the whole the village. city. The whole village. They were like, "This whole thing, no, no. pushed it down underground. <laughs> no, nothing Burn redeemable down. in there. Nothing redeemable. <laughs> the entire thing went underground, like I said. Okay, and it resurfaces for a day every seven years. Like the ghosts do, or the people like come out ground, Atlantis style. Okay. The city reemerges once every seven years. Bending reality, or the, the movie, not the actual, okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, you guys haven't, like, checked out a lot. This it just, like, pops up every so often. What if, what Very if this, cool. that's what our if, next Patreon goal? What if, what if I were secretly this whole time, like, an Atlantis truther? That, that I, I think we'd have to rethink good. this podcast a little bit. Very good. So when this happens, uh, it bends reality around itself and tries to lure people in. If you're unfortunate enough to get into the town while it's on the surface, you cannot leave while the day lasts. You just have to not accept anything from anyone, mm-hmm. Faye style, yep. and pray. <laughs> if you accept anything or talk to anyone, you've done goofed up, and now you're part of the town. Well, do we know the specific day, or is it just like, you know, it's a random day every seven years? One day every seven years. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe if you know the day, then you can avoid it seven okay. years later. But that's like but the like, problem. Does the city observe leap years? Who knows, man? <laughs> that could it fuck might, your whole shit. It might have been thrown off like for four years now. And so like, like four every, days off. Like every year is actually like we need to add a, a second every whatever. Yeah. Like that yeah. could happen. Who knows? Okay. Yeah. It's like that song from Run. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> The response I was hoping for. <laughs> True friendship right there. You know, it's super sad how Rent gets more and more morally bankrupt as you re-listen to it as an adult. <laughs> like, that meant so much to me, and now I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Some... I'm sorry that your, like, gentrifying friend wants to make you pay rent on your loft you have in Alphabet City. Like, it's just, the premise is less relatable. In any case. <laughs> like, fuck capitalism, but also, like, Benny makes some sense. <laughs> <laughs> the legend does not explain the cryptid trams or why Rachia is the Twilight Zone 24-7. But it does put into this into a pretty interesting folklore context. Maybe the area was fucked up even before, and the legend was created just as an explanation. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the ghosts just don't give a fuck no more and live on the surface now. Honestly, probably same. But I have no proof and have no intentions on going back to research. <laughs> See, I like when we have smart listeners. Yeah, I know. I, I love when it's people. It's like not people like, yo, I saw a ghost, so I like followed it. And I'm like, don't do that. Terrible idea. <laughs> like oh i went to a haunted city and i'll never go back good <laughs> yeah it's true uh well lucia sa- signs off with stay creepy and cool lurking and lit and says as a ps um if you ever come to central eastern europe and could use a translator and guide hit me up i'm here i'm queer and i know where to get the best beer Damn. which is my newest uh line of merch yep. seriouspodcast.com slash merch <laughs> <laughs> so we're adding that right like you're gonna email our merch person right now yeah right, cool, so cool. that's lucia thank you lucia Julia, I'm so excited. The date has finally come. Ah, tell me, tell me, what are we excited about? I have been working for several months on a Skillshare course. Mm. You have heard us for over a year recommend courses on Skillshare that we love, and I am now a teacher. (gasps) Amanda, I'm so proud of you. Tell me about your class. Thank you. My course is called Podcast Marketing, How to Grow Your Audience with a Marketing Plan, Social Media, and Metadata Tips. 
wow, that sounds really up our alley. Tell me more. Thank you very much for that segue. No, but listen, y'all, I'm really excited about it. It's like 25 minutes long. There are 11 videos and I teach you all the things that Julia and Eric and I have learned over our like three and a half years of doing this podcast where, you know, how to do good social media, how to name your podcast really well, how to think about your audience, like who they are and where to reach them. So even if you don't have a podcast and you have a web comic or a blog or you want to do one of these things and you're not quite sure where to start, the course is free for you to take and I think it's pretty good. So please head on over to skillshare.com slash spirits two, the number two, that will get you two free months of premium. And with that free trial, you can take my class for free and post your marketing plan, ask me questions, and I don't know, help my little course get off the ground. Um, if Amanda made it, listener, I can assure you it is quality product. So again, you can go to Skillshare.com slash spirits to get two months of Skillshare premium for free. And then Amanda can teach you how to market your thing right. I hope so. I think so. I'm really proud of it. So thank you. And if you end up taking the class, please tweet me. Let me know what you think. Do it. You should do it. Amanda, you know, you know what I love to do when I've had a long day and I just want to kind of relax and chill out. What? I cook. I love cooking. It's true. It's very relaxing. Uh, which is why I was so excited when last week my box from Every Plate arrived at my doorstep. Now, folks may not have heard of Every Plate, but it's a meal delivery service like other ones you may have heard uh, advertised on podcasts or other places. But what makes Every Plate different is that the meals start from only $4.99 per serving. So it's really intended to be the most budget friendly, cheap, healthy alternative to stuff like takeout or delivery. Yeah, we, we can't all spend a ton of money on getting food delivered to us. I know I can't. I'm a, I'm a full-time podcaster. I can't I can't spend all my Pinch money Pinch pennies, y'all. So the nice part is it's affordable. It's also healthy. And it is like genuinely delicious. Jake and I, the first thing we did was make some chili mac and cheese that they sent me. And oh my God, there was bacon in there. We had jalapenos. I made some cornbread with it. It was incredible. It was so good. I really like that it means I have less time deciding what to cook and like waffling over what I should make. Should I order in? Blah, blah, blah. Like the food is there. They give you exactly the amount of ingredients that you need. And all the recipes take about 30 minutes to prepare. So it's super easy to fit into your routine. Yeah, can confirm. Jake and I made one last night that was just like one and done. Super easy. We watched an episode of Community and finished our meal in the same amount of time. It was great. That is a good testimonial. So for six free meals across your first three weeks as an Every Plate subscriber, and to get free shipping on your first delivery, go to everyplate.com and enter the code SPIRITS6. Yep. Uh, you can go to everyplate.com and enter the code SPIRITS6 for six free meals across your first three weeks and free shipping on your first delivery. Thanks, Every Plate. Now, Thanks. let's get back to the show. All right. Uh, I am next with a story from Chelsea. Uh, the subject line is wine country cryptids, an unsolved murder in a bar, and spooky abandoned vineyard buildings. Ooh, yeah. It's very, That's very a lot good. of different things. It's yeah. a uh, lot of stuff. So she says, I grew up in Napa, California, where all of the wine is from. There is no other wine except from Napa, California. What's Argentina? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> 
Um, I have stories for you about a local cryptid, a murder in a bar that went unsolved for 36 years, and mysterious creepy houses in the middle of a vineyard. Um, I would suggest a Cabernet Sauvignon. We don't have that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, to pair with these stories, because that is the wine that Napa Valley is most known for. You know, my my only favorite thing more than a, a good unsolved murder story. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, it's no murders. But let's accept. <laughs> <the premise. laughs> I mean, let's honestly, accept the premise that a murder has happened. Mm-hmm. Only thing better than an unsolved murder story is a solved murder story. Like I want to know who did it. Yeah, give me that. Give me that like conclusion. <laughs> and I hope that this is true. I, I just need closure. Imagine if that show like there was like. Unsolved Mysteries. And then yeah. another show that took we place right them. after it was called Solved Mysteries. And it was like, it was like very jaunty music. It wasn't any of that spooky stuff. It was just like, yeah, we get, we did it. A bunch of, bunch of people worked really hard and we figured out what happened. They repented. There is restorative justice in yeah. the U.S. now and everyone is better. <laughs> the dream. Girl can dream. All right. All right. Uh, we're starting with the cryptid. Uh, so in Napa, we have a creature called the Rebob. Here is what I remember about them from my childhood. There's a road that goes up into the hills where there are trees and such, called Patrick Road. You know, trees and such. Uh, my brain already went, like nope. <laughs> uh, this is where the Rebobs live. Uh, they are creatures like the flying monkeys from the Wizard of Oz, created by a mad scientist in a lab up in the hills. Oh, wow. We have some crossover going yeah, on. That's, that's very good. Uh, Napa teenagers will often drive up this road at night when it's dark. It's woodsy up there, so there's no lights. Uh, and wait for the rebobs. It's said that if you park your car at the top of Patrick Road, they will attack you. Hey, 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 hey. I, was, I wasn't sure what I was going to say at the end of that sentence, but I knew I was going to have to say something. Because that's <laughs> my job on these. Why would you wait for it to attack you? I was gonna be like, to like see one. I'd be like, hey, don't do that because it's gonna attack you. But they just wait up there for an attack. That's a bad. No, see, we were talking about this recently, where it's like, why do like small children like do Bloody Mary in the uh, in the yeah. mirror? It's mm-hmm. just like to show that they can. Yeah, never did it because no. I'm smart. Yeah. I like I, I, I like I was like no no, I'm not gonna. See, see, I did it, and now I'm possessed by the ghost of Bloody Mary. I, I just like parking in well-lit areas. That's me. <laughs> Honestly, fair. Solid choice. Okay, uh, so apparently you can hear them screaming and see their red eyes in the night. Uh, lots of people get dared to go up there to answer your question uh, and stay for a certain length of time or call out for the rebobs. Uh, Now, internet research tells me that there seems to be some disagreement about their appearance and the story. Most agree that they're monkey-like, but some say they're part robot or human-monkey hybrids, and that they may have long talons and fangs. Creepy. Okay. I like that you're nodding and Eric is just like, mm, nope, 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 nope. I'm just taking it all in. I had to decide which one was worse. And I think the worst case scenario is the human-monkey hybrid. Okay, that's no, interesting. No, I mean, okay, so I'll, I'll quickly... Quickly, Lincoln Douglas debate style. All right, go, go ahead. <laughs> you have five minutes for AF. Okay. Um, <laughs> Nerds, I love you. If, yes. if, if, I mean, that would also be neg because I started with my premise, but look, okay, we're that, gonna... that is bad, undeniably. But if someone has created a cyborg, that's also very bad. It's harder have, to kill. They have, yeah, they, it's harder to kill, mm-hmm. for sure, because metal parts. And also, <laughs> like, you've, you've now augmented it better because a monkey and a human, I feel like I. Definitely know how to fight a human. <laughs> I feel like monkeys wild card. I feel like I feel like I feel like I don't. I feel like I could probably like lose to a monkey, but like hold my own for a little bit. Once you added a robot, I'm I'm not gonna win. It's definitely much stronger. It's got like 
metal bones or like a weird laser or some kind of supersonic blast. Who knows? See, I was thinking just like get him in a puddle, like yeah. cut down a live wire, don't die, but put it in the puddle, then yeah. you're fine. Yeah. That was that was just my thought. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, apparently, that, uh, excellent. I give five points to Amanda and eight to Eric. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I think. I don't know. We'll do our rebuttals later. Very cool. Uh, so there is also uh, some disagreement over the scientist as well. Some saying that he was killed by his creations. Others say that he will still he will steal children from their beds and skin cats. I no. don't know what is going unrelated. on. Unrelated. Too unrelated. <laughs> I was expecting like a follow up to what he did with the children, yeah. but instead it's just like and also. A shitty thing to do to a, yeah. a, a house bat. Oh no. Um, they, they do comment, uh, though I've never heard that version myself. Um, I've been told that they are most likely to be wild turkeys or something rather than winged monkey cryptids, but we'll never know. One time there was a wild turkey in my backyard growing up. <laughs> All right, go ahead. That was, it was, that, there's nothing more to this story. That's the do, story? Don't, do not be oppressed by this. But like, I had never seen one for a very, like, in the suburbs. And it was like, it was in my backyard, but it was like in a bush. So it just flew away, and it scared the shit out of all. There were like five of us back there, like, just like, I just like a bunch of flapping and a bush shaking. We're like, what was that? That's what a story. Not good. Not good. I mean, turkeys are are just modern day dinosaurs. So I like ever look at a turkey's foot? That shit is scary. Did you know yeah, that no, wild it's just turkeys a are nomadic? Yeah, I found that out. What? That I was what? Like, they're nomadic. They just kind of like move around because I because at work. I my mean, old job, isn't that all birds? No, yeah, but, they're sitting, they go but, back and forth. Yeah, but like they, because I was like, because like at work, we would always have like in the summer, like these wild turkeys show up and they just hang out in the parking lot and be like a pain to get out at the end of the day because there'd be like five wild turkeys in the sidewalk. I'd be like, come on, get out of here. That's just and, geese. That's just yeah, geese. It is geese, but they're turkeys. And then I was like, where do they go? Because like we only see them sometimes. They're like, they just move around, but like they don't like leave. Like they don't like. They don't like go to like Florida for like the, the, the winters. Was, They're just like we're, we're I was sleeping just, here. I was searching for the word migrate, and the one my brain supplied was commute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. at, at least you, at least your mind came up with the word because I was also looking for it, and I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, they go somewhere else. They go to Florida. <laughs> I was like, that's as close as I got. I got a phrase. You at least got a similar word. Um, they also make a comment that uh, Napa High School, which is the high school that they went to, um, has had the quote-unquote Indians as their mascot for a long time, oh, no. which is hella racist. Um, but they've been petitioning to have the Rebobs be the new mascot. Yeah. That would be great. That would be very, very cool. <laughs> which which mascot is, okay, let's quickly decide Go. which mascot was the best. Is it a weird wild turkey? A mm -hmm. uh, monkey-human hybrid? Definitely not that one. Nope. That's a bad mascot. That's, that monkey. Like, like the racism might just be a different variety. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Monkey Robot, I feel like, is a great mascot. Monkey Robot, I'm a fan of, but I will always back up Ben Franklin, where the turkey is the best mascot of all time. Mm. 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 I held that letter in my hand, by the way. Fun oh, history yeah. thing. <laughs> Julie worked at the Library of Congress, and I visited her um, one weekend, and she was like, you want to touch Walt Whitman's glasses? And I was like, yes, I do! <laughs> it was, I think that was the best gift I've ever given you in my entire yeah. life. No, it was amazing. And then she was like, here's Abigail Adams' hair. And I was like, the hair is too far. Hair is too far. <laughs> it, was, it was John Quincy Adams' hair, which is worse. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. This has never come up before. I oh, really? No, yeah, I did not know any of this has ever happened. I didn't yeah. know you even worked at the Library of Congress. Come talk to me about, after the show, come talk to me about the Library of Congress. I will tell you all about it. It's oh, yeah. It was um, we're only on the second point of this story, though. Oh, yeah. Um, so in downtown Napa, there is a building that sort of sticks out. Uh, it's boxy and taller than its neighbors with a strange blue and red tiled entryway. As long as I could remember, this building has always been decrepit and empty, which is strange in the middle of a touristy downtown and practically across the street from the nice riverfront. 
All I knew was that someone had been killed there a very long time ago, and it used to be a bar. Um, <laughs> checks out. We call it the haunted bar or the murder bar. And I think some people told me that it was called Red Drum because it was written. In, that's just, it's just uh, the, what's the? The Shining. Movie? Thank the you. Shining. I'm sorry. I blanked on that one. I had nothing. Second. No. Um, I have a film degree. That's all I've ever used it Thank for. you so much for that. Okay. So. Well, when I got older, I decided to read a bit about what had happened. The bar, which was called Finjani's Cocktail. <laughs> may, may I pause you while you recover? Yep. That mysterious vibrating was a train, by the way. Was not, it was not a ghost. It is a ghost, in fact. I was picturing ghost like a train. giant like worm moving through the, the bedrock of We Portland. have already talked about ghost trains. We might as well just embrace it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's cool. true. Very excited to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> so the bar called Super Fijani's. I love Italian things so much. Uh, cocktail lounge and liquor store was owned by two sisters, Muriel Fangiani and Anita Fangiani. A cocktail uh, lounge where you can bring liquor home with you? That's yeah. ideal. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so the two sisters inherited the bar from their father, who ran it in Napa for a long time. Anita opened as usual on the night of July 10th, 1974. But the next morning... Yep. We have a you thing. You love specific dates. If it's, it's too specific, it's not good. I want things that are lost to time. Because then they feel removed from the reality we live in. If it's that specific, it feels like it could be real. And I don't... Mm-hmm. Want any of this to ever be real? <laughs> ever? You just want it all to be fake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that would be the best. So uh, Anita opened on July tenth, nineteen seventy four. But the next morning, Muriel found her body stabbed and strangled in a blood covered back room. She found her own body. No, <laughs> whose body? <laughs> and antecedents are important. Our, our whole our whole tangent interrupted the listener's yes. email. Yes, Muriel sorry. found Anita's body, her sister, oh. in the back room, covered in blood. That's right. um, oh. She locked up the bar and left it untouched for decades, refusing to sell or even lease the building until her sister's killer was caught. This is just, this is just Hill House. This is a new inside joke where we just make Hill House references for Eric and he's like, we don't even make Hill House references. We just say something and then we go, this is just Hill House. Have you all seen Hill House on Netflix? It's very good. It's, it's mostly a, good a, it's a family drama that is also spooky. Very yeah. good. Check it out. Um, so, I've heard that the crime scene, including the bloodstains, was left untouched as well, but I'm not sure how true that actually is. The murder went unsolved for 36 years until 2010 when the killer was identified and charged. Whoa! It's a murder that's solved! Yay! <laughs> Um, after this, the building was reopened, thank God, uh, as a trendy restaurant uh, named simply Fangini's um, with a rooftop oh, no. bar. Uh, I ate there myself and remembered the aioli being very good. Now, is this is this a hipster old spaghetti warehouse? Uh, factory? Possibly, because however, the building has since closed and the building is empty again. Yeah. Bad luck, maybe. I think what Napa needs is a mediocre chain Italian restaurant mm. that is definitely haunted yeah, with a trolley what, that's car. That's what Napa needs. <laughs> That's what I said. All right. The the final story is uh, starts with this one. I have no reference for. They they've provided references for all the other stories, which I appreciate. Yes. One of my friends lives in a house that was right next to a vineyard, and we used to always go walk around between the vines. At some point, we came across a collection of abandoned buildings in the middle of a vineyard. Some contained collection. What? (laughs) Some contained farming equipments. Others uh, had once been homes. 
The one I remember most clearly was a house. We went inside and there were dead flies covering the entire floor of the living room. Already oh, no. just real, real bad. Real quickly, I'm just going to make a quick editor mm-hmm. note. I have to tell my girlfriend not to listen to this part of the podcast. She oh, doesn't no. like swarms. So like, <laughs> this is just for me later. Okay, like, cool. <laughs> not for you guys. Well, she got mad at me this morning because I didn't tell her about the newest Every Little Thing where they talk about a swarm of bugs. So gross. like, I'm just making sure I get okay. that. Get I agree. That also gross. Um, there was a staircase leading up, but from the outside, there was no visible second floor. No. We also found a back room of another building in which someone had spray painted four words in red Clubhouse and Murder Joint. <laughs> Club Space House? <laughs> Clubhouse, Murder Joint. Why, wow. why, okay, but why, why did they say the word forwards? Um, Is something going to be spray painted backwards? No, no. Clubhouse <laughs> and then Murder Joint. Okay. Forwards. Clubhouse? Oh, four words. Clubhouse. Four words. I thought you meant four words. Because I was expecting something to be spelled backwards. Because I think of clubhouse as one word. Things things spray painted on a wall backward would yeah. be pretty impressively well, because, clear. Because earlier we had red, we had, red didn't we have red rum, yeah, which yeah. was famously backwards, is murder, and yep. that's the whole Kubrick yeah. thing. Um, oh, it is, isn't it? <laughs> Man has never seen also, that Also, it's movie. mostly about how the moon landing was fake. But. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about that later. Um, so we therefore named this place Clubhouse Murder Joint uh, and would often go there uh, to get spooked, scream, and run away. Like you do as a small, like, teen. Yeah. Um, we were also convinced that we would get arrested if anyone found us in there. Again, much like you do as a teen. Um, so anytime a car drove past uh, on the road up the hill, we would scramble into a hiding place. It was great fun. Do not hide in the ghost house. It was great fun, but it was demolished sometime back. <laughs> Good. Um, anyway, thank you for the stories and for the laughs. Enjoy. Chelsea. I, I did not enjoy Chelsea. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, we did enjoy. I was we enjoyed. horrified in a, in a pleasant way. Yes. Is this why people take roller coasters? Yes. I don't know. I don't know. My, my tongue is too delicate for roller coasters. I can't do it. I did once come across a, an abandoned root cellar in a field in Ireland and went, nope. <laughs> that was the correct And choice. went back the way I came. So this email is from Daria. And uh, the subject matter is spoops in Salem. Okay, so... I may, nope, that's a compliment to us. Not for you. Um, That's just for us. But you're all great. You're all great. Not that you don't deserve it, but that you don't want to hear me reading a compliment about me. That sucks. Okay. So, today I have a spoopy business to attend to with this email. Unfortunately, not of the spaghetti variety, but it could be. If you scrunch your eyes and put your mouth in a spoopy spaghetti eating position, then maybe, just maybe, a ghost nude would slip into your mouth. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? You heard me. This is this is nude spelled N-O-O-D, and then yes. leaving out the L-E-S. Like a noodle. A noodle. Yes. Uh, Eric Silver, this entire trip, has been calling noodles nudes. It's been very it's frustrating. Extremely, <laughs> it's extremely strange for passersby. He walked by to the hotel and yelled, he goes, I just got some nudes. And I was like, I don't want to know about that. By which he meant lo mein. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I went to a Hawaiian place and they gave me noodles. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want to know. Okay, so, darn says, I grew up in a pretty Christian household. My dad's a pastor, and his whole family ended up being in the ministry, except for me. I'm your local pastor's kid witch down the block. Hell yeah. No big deal. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys about a really weird story my mom told me. 
It is, ironically enough, about witches and spirits and how they went after my parents' church way back before I was born. Now, I've been practicing witchcraft and reading tarot for almost three years, and I'm still a little confused by the story. All the witches I've known have been positive and loving, even though most of them don't like Christianity necessarily because of the Bible-thumping, all that. You know, lol, it's not pagan, it's fine. Yes. But who knows, maybe it was different back in the 80s. So my mom... It was. <laughs> Can confirm. It was. We weren't there. I did research on I this. I was there, though. I was there. Okay. My mom always started the story with the fact that they were living in Salem at the time cool, right? Mm. Of course, there would be witches there. There are witches there a lot. It's great. Highly recommend going to Salem, Massachusetts. Hey, fun fact about Salem, Massachusetts. Yes. Um, they are very much like, we didn't have witches. We just like seafaring society. Let's tell us about your boats. <laughs> really? Yeah, they're really trying hard to like kind of get away from Aww. the witch thing. Poor and Salem. you're like, you really can't, my dudes. I'm sorry. <laughs> my uh, tattoo artist w- did a residency in Salem uh, last Halloween mm. and only did like occult style tattoos. It was very, it was very good. good. It was very good. Uh, so, um, however, it wasn't in Massachusetts. This was in Salem, Oregon. Hmm. So the story might not be completely exciting, twist. but it's still pretty good, I think. Okay. I think it's good because it's in Oregon, and I love Oregon. Okay. My family had just started a church in the area before I was born. I don't know about starting a church in an area. Starting a church that. seems seems suspicious to yeah. me. Yeah. I'm a little worried. I just, much like the old ghosts, probably more predictable, I think old church, you kind of know what you're getting. Yeah. New church, I'm a little worried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no offense to anyone that goes to a new church, I guess. <laughs> we can talk. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, it. When they started services, they saw that they had quite a few runners in the area. Except they were running laps around the church instead of just passing it on the sidewalk. I was, I was like, confused as what you meant by runners. For Me saying. too. Like, oh, joggers. Okay, cool. Yes. Wait, is that not what you mean? No, it's joggers. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Not They're just beans. running around the church. <laughs> yeah. They're running all around it. That's weird. So they were weirdly running around the church instead of passing it on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. Odd, but nothing to be too concerned about. Daily, the runners would run around the church a few times and then leave. But that is when the weird stuff started happening. Pastors and workers in the church started having the weirdest dreams. Dreams about these dark, shadowy animals attacking them and their families. Rats, panthers, spiders, anything weird and creepy. They quickly escalated to full-out nightmares. My brother Josh was one of the ones who had it the worst. The nightmares were full of these shadow snakes attacking his brother, lots of them. And according to Josh, he wasn't dreaming. He was seeing the snakes literally slither from under the floor and go right up to his brother's bed. They, you know, enacted violence upon him, and then Josh would start screaming and my parents would come in. This is very Hill House, huh? Uh, Jonathan was young, but he was having bad dreams too. My parents also had dreams about snakes. I'm a little concerned. You're like, oh, we started a church and now we're dreaming about snakes. Oh, yeah, I know. The most evil animal in the Bible. <laughs> in the Bible. Literally, literally Satan. He's a snake. Yeah. yeah. Briefly. Goats, also not good. <laughs> goats are so cute, though. I love yeah, goats. Yeah, but they're also very bad in the Bible. Oh, I'm not Rams, denying their cuteness. But we're in the now times. Yeah. <laughs> now, now we eat cheese from the goats. I know. Goat cheese does not hurt my tongue as much as cow cheese. It's great. Okay. Um, it was even worse when one night my mom woke up in the middle of the night. And floating above her and my dad was a hooded figure with a rope in his hand. Mm-hmm. 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 Quickly, Clearly. she realized that she was seeing the hand strangle my dad in his sleep. Oh, boy. She even heard his gasps. But being a godly woman, she called on Jesus' name and repelled the spirit. And it did go away. However, the next morning, my mom told my dad about it, and he was shocked. Because that same night, he had woken up in the night and had the exact same experience. Except the spirit had been choking my mom. 
Yikes of Rooney. They came to the conclusion that it was a demon that had attacked their family. The person that said nope, completely agreed. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Board up the church, leave town, never come back. Nope. <laughs> this town don't want you there. Weeks went by, and the whole leadership of the church was having these insane experiences. Not only that, but the church wasn't doing that great. There was low attendance. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wonder why. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you come to unburden yourself of your sins. You leave with some demons. That's not how it usually works. <laughs> There was low attendance, things weren't working out. So after a few weeks, they stopped one of the joggers and asked why they were running around the church, not seeing a correlation at that point between the nightmares and the runners. Why would you? <laughs> yep, nope, those are... Is the answer is like a perfect like quarter mile lap and there was just like not a track That's nearby? That's likely It's true. actually yeah. 0.666 miles. <laughs> there it is. Even better. So it's a little unclear if the runners told them this or if my parents found out on their own. For now, I'll just pretend the runner told them, haha. But the runner said that he was part of a witch coven. They'd been running around the church, putting spells and curses on the church so they wouldn't thrive in the city. Again, Rude. not, not super just true. Like, like, look, wh whatever your affiliation, just seems like unnecessarily aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and not, not in line with witches that we know. So no, yeah. anyway, um, I don't remember what my parents did about it. I think they told them not to run on the property anymore or something. <laughs> <laughs> That'll solve it. <laughs> but in the end, they didn't ever see those joggers again, and things went pretty well after that. All right. That's the story of the uh, spooky church in Salem. Well, thank you so much for joining us here at the Hoxton, courtesy of Listen Up Portland. Thank you. It's been such a fun trip and experience for all of us. Thank you so much all for thank coming. Thank you all of you. Thank hey. you to Eric Chisonga. Yeah. And remember to stay creepy. Stay cool. Thank you again to our sponsors, Skillshare.com slash Spirits2 will get you two free months of Skillshare Premium, and you can check out my course on podcast marketing. And Every Plate is a meal delivery service that is friendly for your budget. So go to everyplate.com and enter the code SPIRITS6 for six free meals across your first three weeks and one week of free shipping. Spirits was created by Amanda McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Eric Schneider, with music by Kevin McLeod and visual design by Allison Wakeman. Keep up with all things creepy and cool by following us at Spirits Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr. We also have all of our episode transcripts, guest appearances, and merch on our website, as well as a form to send us your urban legends at spiritspodcast.com. Join our member community on Patreon, patreon.com slash spiritspodcast for all kinds of behind the scenes stuff. Just $1 gets you access to audio extras with so much more available too. Recipe cards, director's commentaries, exclusive merch, and real physical gifts. We are a founding member of Multitude, a collective of independent audio professionals. If you like spirits, you will love the other shows that live on our website at multitude.productions. And above all else, if you liked what you heard today, please share us with your friends. That is the very best way to help us keep on growing. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time. <laughs>